All right, ready, ready in Chemesh, Arba, Shalosh, Steim. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at podcast? With Christina P. First of all, hey, our prayers are with DMX, who is not well. He's he's in a coma right now, and you know he sang this theme song, so half nice a million dollars to get him to do it, and thank you know anyway thoughts and prayers, and I, I hope he's okay. Thoughts and prayers. Uh, yes. So tour dates. Let's get that out of the way. Some business. For I think I've already done Des Moines by the time this thing airs. Fartnicks, Phoenix, Arizona, April twenty third through twenty fifth. Those tickets are moving fast. One night only, West Palm Beach, West Palm Beach Improv, Shark Lake Titties, Utah, Wise Guys Comedy Club, June 11th through 12th. That's two nights. <laughs> July 15th through 17th, San Antonio, Tejas, Liberty Township, Ohio in July. And the train rolls through Columbus in August, Oklahoma City. So many dates. Denver is moved to October. And then Raleigh, Orlando, Oh, so many dates. ChristinaPOnline.com for your tickets. And boom, that's the business. Now, I'm so happy you're here with me today. You're my favorite. You're my, my guiding favorite. light. Let me tell you something. With us today, Dr. Jessica Hawkman, Oak Park Pediatrics. The best. She's a mother of three and the winner of the Rising Star Award in pediatrics. She is the Rising Star pediatrician three years in a row. You just got it again yesterday. At this point, I would say your star bitch is risen. Okay. Thanks for, you're my biggest supporter <laughs> after my parents of and my course. husband. <laughs> Here, do me a favor, tilt this down so we can see that money making punum. There you go. And tilt it up the mic. The Yiddish punum. Yeah. Look at you. You've been teaching me all that stuff now that I'm Jewish. Too. Pesach. You tell Pesach. me how to say it. Hag <laughs> Sameach. <laughs> so By the way, I'm tired just looking at all the dates you have. Oh my God, girl. I'm impressed. Thanks, dude. Well, you I'm do impressed. stuff. I, you know, you and I have cultivated a lovely relationship. You're my pandemic friend. And I text with you and, and I'm like, how you doing? You're like, well, I already did my rounds at the hospital. I'm going to go work out and then I'm going to go do my appointments. I mean, you're, and you have three kids and you just went on vacation uh, with your three kids I did. I did. How restful was that? I wouldn't call it restful. (laughs) That's not not the first or the hundredth word I'd use to describe our trip. (laughs) Yeah. But it was fun. It was good quality time with the kids. They got, um, we got a lot of time together. We went swimming a lot. And what was really a breakthrough um, in my parenting experience is that this is the first vacation I've been on because now my kids are five. I'll have an eight-year-old this month and 10. Oh this is the God. first time we've traveled um, where we haven't needed a stroller. Ah. Diapers. Ah. A, a nap time to consider. Oh. And they sleep through the night. Oh, praise Allah. So it definitely felt like we crossed a threshold yeah. um, where vacationing will be more enjoyable with the kids. You've leveled up, yeah. bro. Yeah. You've le- you can move the arm up so that it goes to your mouth. So, you don't so that part felt good. I feel oh. like parenting, I see the, the light. Yeah. Yes. Does yeah. it get more and more self-sufficient? It's great. Definitely. We didn't need car seats for everybody. Oh. <laughs> Man, I know my, um, I'm finally, one kid is completely out of diapers. Ellis is no longer doing his night diaper. Amazing. 
And uh, oh, and he started wiping his own ass this week too. Wow. He's like, I did it. I did it, mom. I'm like, damn, dude. I'm like, I'm still gonna check your work. Still gotta check. Yeah, I don't trust. Yeah, that. you gotta check. Yeah, yeah. but like it is toothbrushing. Really... You gotta check. Oh, dude, yeah. they're so suspect with that. Yeah, till like eight. At least. At least, yeah. Now, do you think the electric? I feel like the electric toothbrush is better than old school manual. Um, I love my electric toothbrush, but I think just brushing your teeth in general is the main thing for to the do. kiddos though because yeah, the they're so slack about it they don't care yeah yeah either, okay. either one as long as you're doing it oh my god three yeah so that's good so you finally had like you can do activities and they want to party we and... did activities oh and they can all swim now oh so man. that was really big um because usually if we go on a vacation you have to watch them so carefully and yeah. so this time we watched them but it didn't have to be we didn't have to be in the pool with them which was for you know if you want to be a little lazy on vacation i know my friend has two kids and i was like at what age do they have to be before you can go on a vacation and like lay on a chair and drink a margarita and she's like "Mm, 10 and i was like (laughs) that's so long from yeah so we're not quite there but i see it i see Uh, that it can happen i see i see uh, that it's a you know maybe in another few years exciting exciting yes <clears throat> now do you think moms can ever wear a two-piece if they're in their 40s i think moms should definitely wear two pieces <laughs> absolutely i'm not sure i can i've yes. seen moms who can yes i'm but i'm definitely upgraded my swimsuit game this season good to trashier mom because i realize that my husband just wants to see my cans out like he doesn't care and no one else is checking me out anyways like i'm past that you know i don't know about that but you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm i'm but not in the him. pool i'm not in the market yeah so like why not just wear the sluttiest mom suit i i agree i mean i i heard your conversation because I, I listen every week you are your mommy. monday morning yep. i listen every, every <laughs> mommy. um last week you were talking about gym wear and how people look at you and in general i feel like my feeling is no one's really if they look it's for a brief moment in time and they forget about you true so i'm of the mindset just Flaunt. Wear the gym clothes, flaunt it, wear the nice, if you want to wear a two piece, go for it. No one's really looking for that long. You know, it took a long I time. I think you're right. And, yeah. and learning that lesson that nobody cares about what you're doing. Nobody like, cares. I mean, there's a few people in your life that will give you some static, Yeah. but ultimately no one's thinking about you. And that's in the best, I mean that in the most positive possible Absolutely. way. I agree with you hundred yeah. percent. I think they judge for a brief moment in time and then they move on to the next. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause I think maybe I'm projecting my own POSness on other people. Cause I'm super judgy of strangers. Like that's my job is to right. make horrible judgments about right. things I know nothing about. <laughs> right. Which is so fun when I hang out with you because, <laughs> because I get to, I get to turn my mind into a different uh, yeah. way of thinking. Into a piece of shit way of thinking. No, it's good. Open my mind. Yeah. So things um, I never noticed before. Yeah. You know, what's interesting now though, I notice. is that like you, at the gym, I noticed a really loud worker outer. I, I wouldn't have thought about it. Bring him up. I wouldn't have thought about it. And then I was really like, wow, yeah. he's really loud. It's inappropriate. <laughs> inappropriate. What, what noise do you remember how it sounded? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah. 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 It's so, I don't, I, I, I can't even fathom being <laughs> yeah. that person. Mm. like i'm sure i'm an a-hole in so many other like i'm messy everybody knows that i'm the messy champ at studio jeans and that's disregarding other people definitely but at least it's not 
I, you could look at it like that. I look at it like you have good priorities. <laughs> this is why we're friends. Yeah. You always see the bright side to my shitty. You care behavior. about the good things. <laughs> okay, right, so, right, Nadav. Yeah, oh, he's not in there. He's oh, he's. We oh, have sorry. Zolo, baby Zolo, and Annie today. Which, what's up? Because your kids, what you know up? where they are. Am I sorry? Your kids, you pay attention to where are they are. Are you kidding? That's, what, that's the important part. That is like they they occupy ninety eight percent of my brain on yeah. a daily. You might not know where you put your trash, but you know where your kids are. All times, bro. Yeah. All times. So priorities. Dialed in. Dialed in. Speaking of children, let's yes. get started on this because we had people write in um, questions to ask you and I thought it best to have them written so that you can really reread if you need to or whatever. But Great. first, I wanted to point out now, really exciting, um, cr- bizarre news. I don't think it's exciting. It's just bizarre. There was a baby born with three penises. The New York Post. <laughs> Hard-hitting news, guys, from the New York Post. An Iraqi boy no doubt etched his name into the phallic hall of fame oh there's a phallic hall of fame can you believe this is how it's written like as if there's a a standing building a phallic hall of fame after he was born with a whopping trio of penises to the best of our knowledge this is the first reported case with three penises or triphalia is that how you say that triphalia 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 so he's a baby boy he's occurred from duhok was originally brought to the hospital by his parents when he was three months old due to swelling in the scrotum. However, when he arrived, doctors observed he had some extras. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, you've heard of this, right? I heard of it thanks to you. Oh! Because <laughs> you sent me that article. Groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah. I got a text in the morning about mm-hmm. triphalia. You heard of this I get one? educated. <laughs> I get educated. I've never heard of it. I wonder if, though, I, I'm a little bit dubious about it. I'd Go like ahead. to see a picture. Ooh, you nasty girl. Yeah, you yeah. see a picture? Because what if it's some... It could be an enlarged lymph node. It could uh, be something else. It could be a bulge. It could be a hernia. Go ahead. Let's Google triphalia. Like true... To have three true penises makes me... <sighs> this is true. I, I That's an interesting point. And also three functional. I doubt that all three right. would be functional. That would require like three urethras, three... Oh, there's uh, mm, just thinking of the embryology. Embryology, I don't know. Is this that looks like? What does that look like? A micro penis. How many of those have you seen in your life? I think there are not many. We love to talk about um, micro penises in this studio. (laughs) Not many. Not many. No. Yeah. No. There's a range in sizes, but there's a a big range of what's normal. Yeah. Huge range. Huge range of what's normal. Yes. Go ahead, elaborate on that. So like when you- can There's you... actually graphs that describe what sizes are normal. I'll send it to you. Wow, yeah. thanks. Yeah. But when a newborn, <laughs> when you see a newborn, can you tell if he's going to have a big peener when they're a newborn or is that- uh, <laughs> like There's a lot of swelling in the, in the genital area when kids are first born. So a lot of times the testicles will look bigger or, or the genitalia will look larger. So it's hard to really tell at birth. Mm. Um, but most kids, most- most 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 kids look normal normal yes yeah difference some difference in sizes but normal yeah because um we had a a somebody write in a while back they were concerned they're like should i be concerned that my son's penis is it looks abnormally small should i say something to him like hey maybe you know gosh i I don't know like what do you you tell me like if if you notice your child has an abnormally small penis should you have dad talk to him and be like, hey, dude, you've got a small, th- I don't know. What's the conversation, you know, like just a heads up. I think, I think the first part is just functionality. You want to make sure yeah. that, you know, they're urinating well, that they've got 
two descended testicles and everything's working properly. And then a lot of it changes when they go through puberty. So at that oh. point, the, the phallus of the penis will lengthen. So I wouldn't worry about it until, actually until they bring it up. But what's funny is every single time I see a newborn, the, um, you know, every day a baby's born, I go to the hospital and I'll see a newborn and the, um, parents will somewhat pay attention in general, but the dads really perk up when I examine the, the penis. <laughs> of course. Always. They just want to make sure, like, yeah. I have to say that I have to say the words, <laughs> it looks great. It looks normal. Perfect. <laughs> and then they, you can see that they're relieved oh and gosh, they, yeah, thank yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Have to mention it because they're very curious. The yeah. dads tend no, to, in general, not, of, to, of not to, not to, you know, stereotype, but oh, da- how dare you? Yeah. So also, um, how how have you have you noticed cuz we talked about circumcision on your mom's house yes how pre, pre, and i can't say that we're right prevalent are circumcisions yeah like what's the ratio now people in california anyways that you've been seeing it's a great question last i've read it's about 50% circumcised and 50% do not and that's in the united states which wow. is a difference when i was younger it was about 90% circumcised and uh, 10 did not Wow. So we've really made a cultural shift. Absolutely. A lot of it depends too on where people are coming from, like their cultural background, their religious background. Um, So I never assume anybody wants to get a circumcision. I leave it entirely to the family's preference. And in Uh, LA? 50-50. And and in your your Um, practice, you think, what do you see? Probably more in my practice do circumcise, but a fair amount don't. Wow. Um, and do you shame them? Like, ugh. That's so Gross. my style. Yeah. I love I love to make people feel bad. <laughs> That's how I roll. Be like, ugh, <laughs> women won't love you. You're going to look weird. Yeah. No, I think it's really, um, you know, there's some small medical benefits to doing it, but not enough to justify convincing anybody one way or the other. It's, um, it's a medical necessity. It's become a very heated topic, though. That's one thing, you know, so, so I don't want to. I I know I've heard it's like so what are the benefits medically of circumcising so in the first six months there's a decreased risk of urinary tract infections small decreased risk but there is a decreased risk and when kids are older there is a a decreased risk of um, STIs or sexually transmitted infections when they're older yeah when they're sexually active when did they change the word from STD to STI (laughs) because growing up it was sexually transmitted disease I want to, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Cause I, I said, when I was in st- residency it changed. Yeah. Cause I, I, I say STD on stage and someone's like, it's STI, you stupid bitch. Always like, changing. Okay. All right. Thanks <laughs> guys. I'm not a whore. I'm not out there getting them yet anymore. I mean, chest feeding, chest feeding. Breastfeeding. Well, let me yeah. ask you this yes. because uh, you know, um, how many, um, Oh, but I will say one last yes, thing about yes, STI is yes. if you wear a condom, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Prevention. Yeah. yeah. So it's small. It sounds like. So if um, they don't do it, you educate them on how to, you know, have safe sex and how to clean properly. And it's okay. And meaning it's you pull the skin back and you have to get in there to really clean. That's right. An uncircumcised penis. That's so right. really it's like, meh, it seems like an aesthetic meh. cultural choice. It's Parents, neither here yeah, nor there. That's okay. right. That's good. Um, and just out of curiosity in your own private practice, how many, how many, I guess, can I ask trans kids, like truly, like how, are oh. you seeing more of that in this generation than I before? think so. Yeah, yeah, definitely seeing more. I have a handful. Oh, wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Some, some know when they're some, uh, I have a couple where the, where the children are young, four or five years old, and they've identified with a different gender from, you know, from the beginning. And then I have a couple of patients that are older in their late teens, early twenties, um, and yeah, 
Wow, yeah. that's so interesting. Yeah. That stuff always is very interesting to me. Um, okay. Some, not, some non-binaries. You have non-binaries. Yeah, yes, yeah. Definitely. So I'm reading The End of uh, Gender by Dr. Deborah So, which is, it, it sounds like it's um, pro the end of gender, but it's yes. it's actually the scientific evidence that this woman has accumulated and researched and stuff about sex and gender and her findings. And it's real. I'm going to have her on the show eventually. I'm just loving her. I love it. Um, no, it's good. And I, I like, I mean, I like, I really want those patients to know that they can come to me with questions that I can be there for them, be supportive for them. And, and, um, yeah, making sure they feel like it's a comfortable, open environment. Yeah. yeah. That's important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good for this generation that they feel like they can come out and say that stuff, you know, like, I feel like I'm, but how many do you see medically, like when they, you see, you, you see newborns, like how many of those newborns do you see, like have both genitals or have ambiguous that? genitalia, yeah. things like that? I mean, we read about it a lot and we learn about it in medical school. I've actually never seen a case. You're kidding. Which is, un, I, I think, you know, I probably will in my career, but I, I personally have not. Not yet. Yeah, not yet. Oh, wow. That's I know. Interesting. Maybe one that I forgot that I don't remember, but yeah. Let's do some follow-ups before we get into listener questions. Oh, Oh, gosh. Uh, let's do some voicemail follow-ups first, and then we'll get into your questions. I like your sweater. Thank you. It's shimmery, right? I like it. When oh, are we going to get your two-piece? Get the fuck out of here, two-piece. Dude! French bread pizza in Salisbury Steaks. I have never felt so seen or heard. I grew up on that. My mom would be working late. Papa would pop it in the oven, and I know exactly what you're talking about with the strings of your gum flesh hanging down. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember eyes tearing up. didn't even matter. It was so good, especially those little crusty pepperonis. Yeah, man. And the Salisbury steaks, like, I still don't know what they are. I'm glad Nadav looked it up, but, like, (laughs) I don't even care. I don't even care. So juicy. And what about the microwave mashed potatoes? Yeah, those are dirty. Do you ever do that? Like the flakes of potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You add butter and water to, put them in the microwave and like an old Tupperware. This chick's just high. Thank you for covering this. She gets it. So appreciate you. You got it. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah, they're box. Um, You ever have box mashed potatoes? That is the epitome of white trash, latchkey kid food. It comes, it's like freeze dried in a box and then you add water and butter, I think. It is so jank and so good. Yeah. No, you had nice loving parents. I, my mom, yeah. my mom liked to make a shout out to Sandy potatoes. and Andy. It's I her do birthday love today. Them. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to point out that Dr. Jessica has an Instagram, Ask Dr. Jessica. She posts, you've been doing this out of the kindness of your own heart as a service to your parents and your practice because you get asked the same questions over and over over the years and she makes these videos um telling people you know giving them here's one on nasal allergies i actually love the one you did on choking recently choking on foods because you're like hot dogs hot dogs are a big one and i give my little one hot dogs and i started to cut them up now good um, what are, what other foods did you say? Popcorn is a big chokey. Yes, uh, popcorn. You want to be careful. So in general, um, when kids are little, they tend to be healthy, right? Um, but where the problems come are from accidents, like where mm. the big issues come. And so there's a lot we can do to prevent accidents in general. And choking is huge. 
Mm. So every year there are some choking incidences and I'd love to see it go to zero. Ugh. Um, so hot dogs are a big one. Meaning like don't hand them the whole one, cut up the dog. That's right. The best thing to yeah. do is to cut it once horizontally. Okay. And then cut it like, um, like pie pieces. Pie pieces. Got yes. you. Oh, got you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. cut it horizontally and vertically. Okay. A couple, like three times through. Okay. Yes. Chef scissors, guys. I invest. My, my sister-in-law told me this before I had kids. You get those meat scissors yes. that they use at like dim sum restaurants. Yes. And then you don't have to use a knife every two seconds. I it's cut good. food all the time with these. Good. Meat scissors are so, so effective. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, what other accidents do you see that could be prevented? Oh, yesterday I had a yesterday I was, it was upsetting because a parent had it. We had a near drowning accident. The kid's okay, but the mom found her little kid face down in the pool. No. Yeah. Yeah. Turned blue, but we resuscitated. She resuscitated the kid. Called nine one one. Things like that are really frightening to me. So what yeah. can we do to prevent gates, baby gates baby around gates. the pool? Number one, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Baby gates. Um, they're expensive, but do them worth it. Yeah. yeah. Cause what's more, you don't want to lose. It's precious, man. Worth it. Yeah, yeah. Worth every penny, every penny. And yeah. how soon can you teach? more important? I think than swim lessons because, yeah. because if a kid falls, even if they have swim lessons and they fall in the pool with clothes on, and no one's watching. It can still be very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And what age can you start teaching? You love my downer stories, I get right? so scared because every now <laughs> and then I, I put a glass of wine in her and I'm like, all right, tell me the horror, man. What what do I got to watch out for? So I've done my research for you guys and I'm getting her to tell me, tell you now all the horror stories that I've heard. She gets it out of me. Because you're right. Because like you do tell me these freak stories and then I'm like, oh my God. So drowning is huge. So wait, how old should we start? having our children learn to swim so you can start really young there's early swim you can start them very young there's like something six called months. six months you can start you can start at any age honestly to get them comfortable in the water i've had some patients that their kids are swimming before they're even walking wow um, but i really think true progress with swimming comes after three years old yeah i agree yeah, yeah usually the lessons yeah. before that aren't that helpful it's, yeah. it's just good to get them to do something for a half an hour yeah. in the summertime yeah. and you're like all right that didn't work yeah um, so okay. true progress, I think after, and that's my experience with my own children is after three. Yeah. They really have the coordination and that's stuff. Right. Uh, what other stuff can we do preventatively for your, like, for children? Yeah. Just like uh, so other stuff you see, you see, you Cars. see erasers in the nose. We've talked oh, about that. Yes. Nose and ears all the time. That happens all the time. <laughs> what Kids you love to put Legos everywhere in every orifice, <laughs> the ears all the time. <laughs> in the ears. legos in the ears legos in the nose they choke on legos that's what's terrifying yeah, yeah legos so what do you do if your kid shoves a lego up their nose or ear what what do you do great question there's yeah. a few things you can do okay. um ear i would say i would just go to the doctor okay you can try if it's not too far in you can try going to your pediatrician or if it looks like it's really lodged inside i would go to an ear nose and throat doctor um, in the nose, what you can do, there's some tricks you can do that might actually save you a trip going to the doctor. Sweet. Um, if you basically, so let's say there's an object, let, let's say you put a Lego in your left nostril. If you cover 
if they're old enough, you have the child cover their right nostril and pretend to sneeze. Mm. Um, and so if they bl- keep their mouth closed, cover their right nostril and blow, a lot of times it will come out. Okay. Or if they're little enough, as a parent, you can try to invoke a sneeze in, in, in your child. So you basically, you yourself will cover their nostril and you'll basically do mouth to mouth and breathe really hard into their mouth and try to get enough air pressure to get the object to come out of the other nostril. Dang. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I like you're, that right? you're forcing air out of their nose. That's right. Through like mouth to mouth. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And is that what you do to the patient when they I do that to a patient? I'm like, how, so <laughs> what do you shove tongs up there to get them out? Like, how do you get you can, them out? You can use, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, dang. Sometimes you can do something called a Foley to get it out a where you put a, um, a tube past, past the point where the object is and you put a balloon behind it and it, and then you pull it out and it comes out. Oh we have some gosh. tricks. We pediatricians have some tricks. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild, man. What a job. What yeah. a job. Yeah. Okay. Any other things off the top of your head that parents can do? To be careful? Like, um, yeah. I mean. Oh, there's so much. Cars are a big one. I always. So in, in, in all of my visits, I always try to bring up safety. I think safety is so important because so many of my visits are about, let's say, fevers or colds or illnesses. And usually kids, you know, by and large recover. But safety is a big is a big part of so cars. Prevention. Yeah, cars are big. Crossing the street. A lot of kids that are young don't realize how dangerous cars are, mm. so they run away from their parents. And um, mm. yeah, I've even so, bought. We even tried buying our kids. Um, it didn't last for very long. But those leashes. That's what I was just gonna <laughs> yeah, say. Because I get so nervous. So do with I. Cars. Yeah. The leashes. Yeah. I did it with Ellis. You I'm did? gonna have to do it with Julian. Well, we did it when we went to the runner. Grand Canyon. Yeah. And it worked, right? Yeah. They hate it. They hate it. I mean, well, there's cute ones you can buy that look like animal backpacks. So it's like they're putting on a backpack. Make it fashionable. Yeah. Legal restraints. Yeah. (laughs) Found them on Amazon. Yeah. Cars, you know, looking both ways, making sure kids know to respect cars and always look for cars. Mm. Um, Proper seatbelts, you know, proper car seats. Mm. What age can I knock that stuff off? The car seats? Yeah. Um, Four foot nine. Okay. In between eight and 12 years old. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The idea is that, that the child should be able to sit with their feet flat on the ground in the car. Okay. And when they put the strap, it should go nicely over their chest. Gotcha. So if they're too little, it'll go over their neck. So they mm. should be tall enough and weigh enough. Okay. It's yeah. so funny because I have zero recollection of being in a car yeah. seat. <laughs> right? My parents talk about that, that they didn't have car seats. They a just walked around seat? the, you know, their parents' car. They were able to move around yeah. freely. They used to have a big bench in the front, right? Like on those whatever Buicks or something. And you just sit in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even at the age of five, I remember not wearing a car seat and sitting right in the front without a seat belt. So people smoked in cars or they still do, I guess. But yeah. yeah. But back in the day, Kids you really around. Yeah. <laughs> your mom would smoke with the windows up. Not your mom, just like anybody's mom. Most yeah. people's moms did. It's wild. Yeah, it's true. No, <gasps> but car safety, I think, is... And then also now there's so many distracted drivers. People yeah. are texting and driving and not paying attention. So That's scary to me. That's I always agree. the scariest. I agree. And there's no way the police can um, pull over everybody that's doing that. It's like we're all doing it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's I read something once, like over 25% of car accidents... Um, now involves somebody looking at something to do with their cell phone. Of course. Yeah. Makes probably even higher all bit. Fuck. Yeah. I just figured out, Hey Siri, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm such an idiot. I was like, there's gotta be a way. 
to use your phone without using your hands. And the boys were like, yeah, dummy, it's called Hey Siri. <laughs> so now I talk to that dumb bitch in the car all the time. Um, <laughs> do you really? I do, yeah, yeah. She doesn't always hear me the first time and then yeah. I get mad at her. Yeah. My daughter's name is Sadie, so I'll say <laughs> Sadie and Siri's always responding to that. So I wish I had a different name for Siri. I know. Um, okay, let's break it up. Let's do another yes. follow-up voicemail, and then I want you to answer, pick a question that you're interested in. You let's, pick. let's do another follow-up. Christina, I am calling to let you know that I have never let anything make me dry heave more than the fact that your husband rolls up boogers yeah. and puts them in your car. I know that you have been putting your sticks on the floor, but that's just laziness. Rolling up boogers yeah. is just pure. Uh, yeah. I can't. I can't. It's so fucking gross. Yeah. I can't. It's disgusting. How about you just do your flossing in the bathroom and Tom just like fucking stops doing his booger rolling? Anyway, this is Katie from Nebraska. Hi, Katie. Keep tight, mommy. Bye. You sound like his sister Maria. I thought it was my sister in law for a minute there. She's like, anyway, you guys are so disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. I agree. We're both disgusting, but I think boogers are grosser. You tell me from a medical perspective, what's more disgusting, what I'm doing or what my husband is doing? You're a medical doctor. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> such an important topic to weigh in on. I'm so glad I get an opportunity. Um, I think you summed it up pretty well. I think they're both disgusting. But if I had to pick, I would mm -hmm. definitely, um, I would not want boogers rolled up in my car. Thank you. Yeah, I would not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this brings me to nose picking. When I ask my three-year-old son to stop picking his nose and licking it, he instead shoves both fingers up there and licks them both. How do I get him to stop? Do mm. I just ignore it and have people think I'm down with what's happening? My husband used to tell him it would make his legs hurt, so he stopped for a bit. But now anytime his legs hurt, he's just like, I was picking my nose. That's why they hurt. Please help me get my disgusting monster child to cut this out. Thanks. Kate, That's a really Katie. good question. Yeah. But I think it's probably a universal issue for parents. I, I mean, yeah. my kids don't yet. I did. I was a huge nose picker. Yeah. And sorry to say it, booger eater. Now, what are the repercussions <laughs> of that? I mean, I love how you admit to everything. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Pretend? I can't I lie. It. Who cares? No, nope, they it. don't care. That's no why you're cares. so great. Everybody yeah. else lies. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I wouldn't do it now. Bert Kreischer, on the other hand, still picks his nose and eats them, the boogers. Is that medically How, he's bad? Still, he eats he them? He eats his boogers. Yeah. Why? Because he's just, he likes the taste. Is there anything medically wrong with eating your own boogers? Can, 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 first of all, let's, do, let's do it with children. Let's do it with children first. Yeah. And then I, we'll get to Bert. So, so I think, all, I think... <laughs> How I would phrase it with my children or how I, do, how I have phased with my mm -hmm, kids, I don't want to mm -hmm. make them feel shamed or bad about the behavior because it's so normal. Yeah. Um, but I want to explain to them rationally why it might not be the best idea. And so I tell them that our hands are dirty mm -hmm. and that if you put your dirty hands in your nose, that you can get sick. And that's how we can get colds and illnesses. So I try to hopefully uh, dissuade them from doing it for like rational reasons. Yeah. And then when that doesn't work, <laughs> Kleenex, hey, uh, clean your hands, use a Kleenex and hey, do it in the bathroom. Be like, Oh, just be like, Hey, do you, would you like a Kleenex when yeah. you see them doing yeah, it? Kleenex all over our house. Yeah. Do you and need a do Kleenex? You need Kleenex? Yeah. Do you want to go to the bathroom and do that? Yeah. yeah. So really, I mean, it sounds like the lie 
sometimes the lying words, it'll make your legs hurt <laughs> is a good one. My dad told me um, if I didn't stop sucking my thumb, the Wicked Witch would take it away. And that worked. Oh, it did? Yeah. I oh. mean, I was traumatized, uh, clearly, but... That it, made it work. It, I hated the witch. I was scared. Thumb sucking, there's, uh, there's some good tips. Because um, when I was a kid, I thumb sucked, and my parents would put that really disgusting tasting... Yeah. Um, you know, you can put, like, lemon on the thumb, or you can put fish oil on the thumb, or there's, like, really bad tasting um, applicators, but I used to wash it off. And so now a tip for parents, I really like something called a tea guard. Mm. That worked for my daughter. You can, I don't know if you want to Google it, but if anybody has a thumb sucker out there that they want to break the habit, um, yeah, see it on, there you go. Yeah. Oh, and you put it on the thumb mm -hmm. so that they can't. Yeah. <laughs> and then every day it comes with different colored wristbands and you can make oh it really fun for gosh. them. I know. That is so embarrassing, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But they're usually five. You know. See, I find that shame does like i i i part of me goes well eventually they're going to go to school and other right. kids are going to be like yo what the fuck are you doing right kids? it's true and they'll be like oh this is not appropriate it's anymore. totally true yeah. um parents ask me all the time about how to stop thumb sucking and i've read that over 90 percent of kids stop on their own by kindergarten because they get become socially conscious yeah so it's true so but back to the, the question of yeah shame is a powerful yeah. wonderful tool and we need to bring it back on so many issues um like what gosh uh obesity i think it's really important look it is it cannot be healthy to be overweight there's a, a, you tell me is it is it fine to be overweight as an adult it's not it's 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 unhealthy it's unhealthy yes yeah. but I, but Again, like, I don't know. I'd probably rather explain it to them why it's unhealthy than make them feel bad. Not going to work. <laughs> Not going to work. You know why? I'll tell you why it doesn't work. Because when you've got bad habits, yes. bad habits are not broken with logic and reason. For instance, I smoked for 17 years. Did I know that rationally it was awful? Yes. A hundred percent. You could tell me a million. I could read the warning on the label and then buy that box of cigarettes. Right. So it's, it's an irrational thing you're doing and needs to be broken with shame and horror like you know what i mean like it needs to be it's irrational or they tell us that if you want to get a, a teenager to stop smoking instead of telling them about the fears of lung cancer and yeah, that doesn't care. work but they care more if you tell them their skin's gonna look bad <laughs> it's if you make it more superficial it has more of an effect yeah because i think they think cancer is so far down the road and it won't happen to them that's what i thought i was yeah. like yeah but by the time i would get cancer i'd be old and i'm gonna die anyway yeah. but if you tell Kids them they'll think... look not as attractive or you know guys won't want to date you or whoever's not going to want to that would have worked that on works. me yeah that guys don't want to date you yeah. I'd be like what i would stop that yeah um oh so wait hold on is is booger eating harmful to your child i don't think so you know you boogers, boogers are just they're dry it's dried mucus so there's nothing inherently bad about it yeah. um but if someone's sick that carries a lot of virus mm. a lot of bacteria I and they're just eat it. eating it again yeah it's just more <laughs> it's just grody it's gross yeah now what about Bert kreischer eating his boogers as an adult <laughs> i i i think that i'd be more curious about the psychology behind why he's Same. doing it yeah because Tom and I discussed it in the car the other day. I was like, wait. What are... does his wife say? Oh, listen, Le... good question. Let's have Leanne Kreischer back on. <laughs> Make a note. We will ask Leanne. Leanne is so like over Bert. They've been together for so many years. I imagine yeah. she's like, well, if Bert wants to pick his she nose. It's it. disgusting, <laughs> but I can't stop it. Because I know? think a lot of men 
um, behave more um, maturely because they want to look good for their spouse. You'd think that, but or, that doesn't deter no. Bert <laughs> at all. So, but, but Bert, as an adult, it would just, it would be the same level of, um, but you're just eating bacteria and you're eating virus. It can't be great. If you're sick, that's true. Yeah. 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 But like, it's harmless. It's, it's just I gross. Harmless Socially, gross. he should know better. He doesn't. Probably more of social, social implications. I'd be worried about, about that yeah. people think you're a disgusting animal it doesn't seem to bother him oh i was gonna Maybe ask that's you that's his appeal i don't that's know his, yeah, i don't know <laughs> still love you bert um passy my two and a half year old yes. pushing three now almost yes. is still into passy and we're gonna move soon so now i'm like i can't break his passy habit before the big move what do i do excellent question um so pacifiers um Okay, so I'm a little, you're going to talk to different people, different pediatricians will have different opinions on pacifiers, bottles, thumb sucking. Um, I'm a little bit on the soft side because I think that kids are only young for so long. And I think that it's nice if they have something to soothe themselves. So, um, you know, I'm a little soft on pacifiers, but the negative so you ask well why should you stop i think they can become annoying you know at it's some point so annoying. Last it's night annoying. if you can't find a yeah. pacifier it can be uh, annoying it can be you know there's some teeth effects i guess um, where the front teeth push out yep. a little more um but with my son he he was using a pacifier over two and we made the decision to stop the habit because it was just like my, I remember my husband went for a CVS run at 11 p.m. because we couldn't find a pacifier. Oh, he was hoarding shit. them and hiding them. And I said, this is not making our life easier. This is making things harder. So then we decided to try to stop the pacifier. But I will say kids um, in general, I think, have an easier time with it than we give them credit for. Gotcha. We think it's going to be really hard and you know, I've seen people have pacifier goodbye parties and make <laughs> a whole thing about it. However you do it, kids are very resilient. All right. How, do I do it before the move? Do I try to, or do I wait? Up to you. And then how do I do it? Does it help? Does it help him a lot? He likes it so much. His yeah. bow. He calls it a bow. He does. Yeah. He just loves his lovies and his bows. There's different. You know, you could have a. Is it so? It's more helpful in your life than than annoying. Well, last night he did scream, "My pan, my bow, my bow," and I had to go in and find his bow. So that was annoying. Yeah. So um, once it becomes more annoying than helpful, then I would stop. Yeah. And what do I do? Do I have a passy goodbye party? You can. Some people like to cut the tips off the tops of the pacifiers like a little bit every day. I think that's too much work. Mm. I just took it away. Just cold turkey? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I know when to do it. All right. It's pretty. Once you just get rid of them out of the house, that's it. There is no passy. There's no more passy. Same with bottles. Once they're out of the house, yeah, there can't are turn no back. More fucking yeah. bottles. Um, so basically, it sounds like it's a subjective choice with the bottle. I mean, yeah, teeth damage. My kid, the de- the dentist was like, your kid's going to need braces anyway. Right. And she goes, the best thing she said to me, she goes, yeah, well, um, what did she say? Passies are cheaper than therapy. <laughs> no, braces are cheaper than therapy. And I was like, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm a so, softie. Whatever. I think, yeah, I think when kids are, um, you know, we're having them stop bottles at the, the recommendation is to stop bottles at one. I'm a softie on that one as well, because yeah. I think if it gives them comfort, they can soothe themselves. The big harm is the cavities. Um, oh, if you so don't you brush. just want to make sure you brush your teeth after using a, a milk bottle before bed. There you go. Yeah. I didn't realize I was such a softie too. Jeez. Well, here's a question apropos of this discussion. I would like to know if my baby sleeps with mommy and daddy every night. Is it okay? 
He seems to wake up many times a night. What should we do? He's almost eight months. What age are you supposed to let a baby cry themselves back to sleep? How long are you supposed to let them cry in their cribs? Really tough to do, especially if he keeps crying. Is there a limit that you suggest? Also, I heard it is best to get babies off the bottle by one year old. Is that important and why? So there's a lot of questions. Uh. We just discussed the the bottle thing. Yeah. So the bottle, as long as you're brushing your teeth um, or brushing your child's teeth before bed or after using the bottle. Because they get tooth, teeth rot. That's right. That, yeah. That or a lot rot. of families, um, uh, I find, will do what's called bottle propping. So they'll, t- as a tactic to get their kid to go to sleep, they'll put the bottle in their child's mouth and the child will fall asleep with a bottle in their mouth. And that can definitely lead to cavities. Yeah. So you want to brush teeth after. There's sugar in milk. So um, let's, let's out. unpack okay. this. Mom yes. sleeps with mommy and daddy. He seems to wake up many times a night. What should we do? What age are you supposed to let a baby cry themselves back to sleep? So, okay. There's so many opinions on this. Um, but in what I've learned and what, from what, what I read, I think it's safe to let them cry themselves to sleep um, when they're weighing both, like somewhere between four and six months and when they're weighing between 14 and 16 pounds. So when they're too little, I don't think it's safe because when they cry, they're truly hungry. Mm. There's a potential they're truly hungry. Um, but when they get around four months old, their sleep wave patterns, their brain sleep wave patterns lengthen and they, they truly can have the ability to sleep like eight to 10 hours. Yeah. yeah. And some kids do. It's a miracle. Yeah. But sleep's very sticky. I mean, it's a sticky subject. Some parents Ugh. really want to know how to sleep train and I'll explain it to them. And some parents feel uncomfortable with the idea of having their child, um, you know, not tended to all the time. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so subjective. How long are you supposed to let them cry in their cribs? How long? How, really tough to do, especially if he keeps crying. Is there a time limit you suggest? I think she's talking about that crying incremental it crying it out approach. Okay, so a couple ways to think about it. One is I'll tell parents to distinguish the type of cry. So sometimes if they do a little like a crux, like a little, a little mm. cry, I would try to ignore those. But if they really cry where it sounds like they're uncomfortable in desperation, I think... Um, you know, I try to respond to those cries, but the idea is to, to, to not give them too much. Um, if you're trying to, if their goal is to cry it out or to sleep train them, you want to give them the minimal attention possible, like soothe them and then put them back to sleep, soothe them, put them back in their crib. Makes sense. And also the more you get to know that baby, you can tell what's fake news cry. That's right. Distinguishing the cry. Yeah. You can tell, I know like, um, with Juju, that fool is passed out. Like yeah. if he cries, something is wrong yes. and I better go down there. Yes. Like, if it's cause he is not like, he never cries wolf with yes. me cause he's, he loves to sleep. Yes. But um, I, yeah, I will say I though that kids are really resilient. So however a parent out there wants to do it, your kid is going to be just fine. They're just fine. If you have them cry it out all <laughs> night, they will be just fine. There's some parents that tell me that there were studies, you know, done were crying it out. Their kids were less secure as they got older. And I believe those studies were based on an orphanage in Romania where kids oh, were God. truly, they were truly like neglected oh, for a long time. Yeah, they were neglected Years. during the day yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh God, So if you Romania. sleep train and they, they cry Shit. for too long and it's like a week long, your child's going to be okay. They're going to yeah. feel secure. They're going to feel loved. Yeah, I guarantee the Romanian orphanage is just sustained neglect. Oh man. Sad. Okay. Hello, bad mommy. Bad isn't bad baby. Hey, B-A-H-D. You know that bad baby girl? Catch me outside. How about that? 
she the new she, millionaire oh you heard you heard caught headlines yeah she did her own only fan there she is good for her she made a million dollars in six hours on only fans oh my goodness what a wonderful world what the wonderful a, country the american dream yeah as <laughs> yakov yeah. smirnov used to do what a wonderful country this is i love america <laughs> okay i never heard the clip though till watching your show oh the bad baby yeah oh, i have to watch God. the real dr phil clip oh yeah dr phil his face he's just like what she's like yeah catch me outside he's like catch you outside like he's such he's such a honky you know he's like god that show how is he dr phil's on like season 40 of the, the dr phil show yeah wow. how is he like finding at wow. this point good for him just the bottom of the crazy barrel the catch me outside girl was like a decade ago right and now like, what could you possibly be he doing? He started a podcast too, I think, right? Oh, I love his podcast. Yeah. I love Dr. Phil, by the way. I just think doing a TV show, yeah, 18 seasons and, and making it interesting and like compelling and it, daytime television is so hard. It is a different beast. It's such a dif difficult animal. You Nobody know? watches it, right? Well, you're entertaining like um, stay-at-home moms, the older people. <laughs> like, because you'll notice the commercials are like, mesothelioma, do you have it? And you're like, I don't even know what that is, <laughs> dude. I'm too young for that. <laughs> it's all about catheters uh -oh. and like, it's a, it's a strange demo he yeah, has to yeah. appeal to. But, um, okay, I want to make sure to, I want to get it through everybody's questions because I really appreciate you guys writing into Dr. Yeah, thank Jessica. you. Okay, um, let's talk about this one. I have a 10-month-old cisgendered personal privileged boy that is vaccinated. Good. That's Also, I'd like to point out how many privileges your child has. Um, I don't know if you've seen the pri privilege chart. We... Uh, <laughs> The privilege chart. I texted it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Here we go. Uh, my sister has a three-year-old and 11. Oh, are you bringing it up? Sorry. Now that I mentioned it. So somebody sent me this thing from Harvard Westlake that they have, they're teaching children now about their points of personal privilege. And it's um, on their Instagram there's, page. There's 18. Oh, it's on their Instagram yeah. page? Harvard Westlake's? Mm -hmm. Wow. Their diversity. Their diversity, yeah. The Ministry of Diversity. I'll send it to you. Al. The Ministry of Gender. It's it's wild. It's it's interesting. It's all interesting, folks, but it is it's I fun think to it's count. Called, like Harvard Westlake woke, something like that. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <sighs> really cool. Yeah. I all well there intentioned. Yeah, yeah, there you go. All well intentioned. I just I'm not all sure. Well I'm not sure about this. There you go. Yeah. There's the, there's the privilege wheel. So there's 18 on top, 18 on the bottom. And if you look at this wheel, you can count how many privileges you have. Now, because we're women, we're below the line. So that that's automatically DQ or like we're we're one. Now, if you're of a minority faith, that's another one too. So you and I are I Jews. just can't even my eyesight's not <laughs> it's not even that good. Yeah. But Attraction. Thin, tall, attractive, heterosexual sexual cisgender male person of color dark skin it's like it's it's a whole thing man it is it is interesting again i think well intended i, I don't know i'm not smart enough i, I again yeah. same yeah I, I mean it's above me i don't fucking know i just yeah. remember back in the 90s people were like hey we're all one what happened to that okay um <laughs> back in the 90s yeah i remember yeah, it was I mean, like we're one one love one love man still one love it's still one love yeah i hope so yeah 
So, oh, they have a 10-month-old 10 10 cisgendered person, personal privilege boy that is vaccinated. My sister has a 3-year-old and 11-month-old boys. My sister has a 3-year-old and 11-month-old boys who aren't. Are there any issues I should worry about with my son being around my nephews and vice versa? Glad uh, I could see those big, tit, t- big tits fart. You made me come up in April. Brandon. Well, thanks, Brandon. Thank you for watching the live show. <laughs> okay, so the the question is that her children are vaccinated and the cousins are not? Correct. So I think the main thing is that you protected your own children. Yeah. So that's the main thing. Um, yeah. You know, I look at it like when you're vaccinating your children, it's like you're driving with your seatbelt on, that you're protecting mm. your kids um, just in case. I like that idea. Yeah. You tell, let's talk about vaccines for a moment. Okay. Ooh, we're going there. I love it. I mean, because it, it, it's... Yes. For so, Me too. Why is it a hot... To- go ahead. Why is it a hot topic debate? And is there any validity to the people who claim that vaccines are harmful for their children? So, okay. So I do think that it's important to acknowledge that there are some risks to getting vaccines. Side effects can happen. And if you say that they don't happen, that's not being honest. You know, I have seen kids where they get rashes or they get fevers. I've never had a kid have a bad effect from a vaccine. Um, But there are side effects that happen. They're usually resolvable within 24 hours. Um, But I do think in my heart of hearts and from everything I read that I think vaccines are the best thing that's happened to medicine. Yeah, Yeah, I really do. I think, you know, I practice pediatrics with my dad. He's um, been practicing for over 40 years. And he tells me, he's like, you're so lucky to be practicing now where you don't have to worry about things like measles and homophilus influenza. Or chicken pox even now. Chicken pox even, Polio. Yeah. Polio yeah. was a thing in his generation, right? Yeah, they say in pediatrics that we're vaccinating ourselves out of business. You know, like that, that <laughs> we are, great. it's a, yeah, it's, it is great. It really is great. So I think, I think we're really lucky to be living, except for COVID, I know. But I think in general, this is a great time to be living health-wise. Yeah. Um, and so a lot what, we don't have to worry about anymore, thanks to vaccines and clean water. Okay, next question. At bath time, my three-year-old daughter complains that her vagina hurts when we wash it. I'm using Dove Baby Sensitive and fragrance-free for eczema-prone skin, which she had when she was a baby. Yes. Should I not be using soap on her vagina? She doesn't complain about it hurting when she pees, so it doesn't seem to be a UTI. I'm feeling really talked about this issue considering I also have a vagina and I don't know what to do for her. Great question. Okay, this, this comes up all the time. So <laughs> oh, for whatever good. reason, little girls have very sensitive vaginal tissue. Um, they get, they're much more sensitive when they're younger and they complain more about irritation in that area than when they're older. Mm. Um, so I do not recommend soap. I don't think the... Really? Yeah, yep, they don't need to use soap. Just, just clean water. Clean, okay, yeah. so hold on. Yes. Back that ass yes. up. What if, okay, what if it's, I, I like to use, um, I use um, Burt's whatever soap and yeah. face, I put that in the tub, like it's for to. bubbles, and then you can just like wash the meow with water? Water is enough. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Bubble baths are, are very irritating to the vagina. Oh, so don't yeah. even do a bubble, don't no soap, to. just nope. water. I know. I'm blowing your mind. I did not know that because I'm washing peeners all day long. Yeah. What about penises? Any advice on washing peeners? Um, no. no. Just regular yeah. soap. Same soap water. Wow. Yeah, so you don't need to use any soap. And then if they're irritated, I think a good trick that works like 90 something percent of the time, my experience is putting some desitin on after. So just clean the vaginal area with regular clean water uh, and then applying a layer of desitin. And usually by the next day, things are better. Which desitin, purple or blue? 
Does it matter? Um, as long as there's zinc oxide in it, the zinc ingredient oxide. can be maximum okay. strength or Wow, good to purple know. Purple or blue? Look at you. I like I purple. I'm it's the fan. maximum strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love me some purple yeah. desitin. Um, and this is another bathing type of thing. I'm I'm a dad. Of oh, an, but if it burns when they yeah. pee, that's when you want to see a doctor because that could be a urinary tract infection. If okay. they go to the bathroom, pee, and say it hurts when they pee. Okay. What about kids? Um, I heard this woman say like. I forget. I was at a TV show I was watching. She's like, oh, my son holds his pee like all day. Sometimes children oh. don't want to stop playing yes. with pee. So yes. how would you deal with that? Okay. These are bangers. Thank um, you. Thank you. So, so, okay. So some kids can hold their pee all day and get away with it. And it's not a problem. But um, I think of the bladder. I described to patients that the bladder is like a scrunchier rubber band. And that if it gets too stretched often enough, it gets floppier and doesn't work as well. So you know the scrunchie that you use too much, all of a sudden it's not yeah. not working as well. It's the same with peeing. So if you hold it for too long, then sometimes it, the bladder doesn't work as effectively and kids feel the urge to pee all the time um, or they may start having accidents. So as soon as you see your kid doing what I call the curtsy dance, like they're out playing you know, in the park and they're having too much fun and you see them cross their legs and bend over, <laughs> you want to make sure they try to go to the bathroom. And how do you entice them? To uh, go? Yeah. Um... There's always bribery. Bribery is huge. And I've been doing that a lot with my second child. I was so anti. An M&M. Yeah, I was so anti-bribery with Ellis and with Julian. I'm like, you want candy? Come on, let's go. Do you not want to get a treat today? Do the thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, you could just say, you know, come with me. We're just going to go for a couple of minutes. You're going to feel better after you pee. And then, yeah. we'll, and then we'll come back out and play. M&M. Kids are just having too much fun in general. They don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to stop. No, playing. they don't want to stop. I, that's why I love them. Yeah, me too. We should all be more like that. Right? I know. They're so fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, here's it's another. About having fun. And no, I'm a dad of a nearly three year old girl daughter. Why can't I read tonight? I read that like I was I'm retarded. Okay. Um, my wife usually showers with her, but sometimes she works late or on a weekend, and the kid can get pretty filthy. When I do shower with her, I wear underwear or a bathing suit, but my question is whether or not it's a terrible idea, psychologically damaging or slash psychologically damaging to be naked as a boy man in front of my girl daughter. It would be much easier to just shower with her than to bathe her, dry her off and get her dressed, then shower myself after. Um, Is my concern slash question slash existence valid or am I a straight Am I just straight tick tarted? And before you ask, no, we don't have a bathtub. So stick that thought back to your clam. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> it's a little aggressive Wait. at the end there. Dad. Okay. So just to summarize, the question is how, how he's being, being naked lazy. in front of his kid. Is he's it, like, okay, yeah. he, this is written like a fucking dad. So basically he's like, can I shower with my kid so that I don't have to bathe her, take her out, dry her, dress her, and then take a separate, a separate shower myself for efficiency. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Take a separate shower. You separate animal. Shower. Yeah. Just because as soon as when they're really little, okay. But then as soon as they have a memory or they're kind of looking in that area, you don't want them to have a memory of showering with you. Naked. Of dad's no. dong no. towering over their head. It's Cause they're so it. small. It's not worth it. Yeah. Do yeah. not, here's what you do, <laughs> kiddo. So I know, like you don't. Sh- I, I don't. I don't want to see my dad's dong as a little no. kid. Um, okay, so here's what you like, do. I don't have a memory of my dad, and I'm so great. Thanks, Dad. I'm so yeah. grateful that he started. You know, I don't have any memory of that, and I'm glad about that. Oh my God! So like, 
Here's what you're going to do. Never dad. thought I'm publicly thanking for that. <laughs> for not saying your dad's yeah. dong. Yeah. It's, it is traumatizing because totally. I have memories of my dad's dong yeah. because he would sunbathe nude all the time. Yeah. And I would have to be like, dad, my friends are coming over. Do you think you could cover your dong? And he's like, oh God, do I have to? Like he was so hassled by covering up. He's like, well, what are you European? You don't have to do that. But on the I'm flip like, side, God. you have a stable relationship, stable <gasps> marriage. I know. Th- after 10 years of <laughs> therapy and doing the trauma. Come on, Jess. Okay. Here's the thing. All right. Here's what you're going to do, dad. Okay. Because I, I get Playing this the from the opposite mom's. side. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But no, I, you don't. I, 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 to that dad, I would definitely just, just wear their bathing suit. It is yeah, lazy. Just wear your bathing suit. Wear your bathing suit if, yeah. you, so if you're going to. So easy. You, yes, you bathe her, dry her put her in her jammies at night before bed, put her to bed. And that's when you take a shower. Or yeah. if you're really bold, you can wake up 10 minutes before your kids and take your shower then, which is I've done both tactics. So that way you're Smart. not in front of them. Now, let me ask you this, because I shower and um, Julian is at this phase now where he gets livid with me if i have the audacity to walk away from him and do something that he hasn't cleared Choo-choo. yeah he's like no mommy i'm gonna throw you in the trash and he gets so mad at me and he goes uh what is it what's his word oh, i forget <laughs> what he says he gets so mad at me um so he'll bust in on me and then they see me naked um ellis does julian ellis is five now am i traumatizing him with my big old mom slops he doesn't see my badge. Does he look? Is he looking? Mm, probably. Is he yeah. paying attention? It's time. Time to cover up. Yeah. Could they always barge in? I got to lock it and then just deal with him screaming and crying. Yeah, they'll be okay. Um, Julian likes to hit my mom tits and he like actively is like, let me hit your boobs. I want to hit them. I'm like, no. Like he loves them. Okay. So they're going to be scarred is what you're saying. No. We're going to need therapy for that. <laughs> no. Good job, mom. No, you're a great mom. Yeah. Good kids. Yeah. Okay, let me see. I don't want to miss out on anybody. Mom confessions, mom hacks. Oh. Uh, I think all kids want to hit good. their mom's breast, though. Is that normal? Yeah. God, my kids are just freaks. Okay. No. My son had a circumcision at birth, and they said it all went well, except he has tiny more blood loss. Cool. Oh, except he had a tiny more blood loss. Cool. But we've noticed that his extra foreskin will reattach around the head of his penis. We've just been stretching it and applying Vaseline when it finally detaches. Is there anything else we can do? Will it, will he grow out of this? So as long as it's okay. So what they're saying is sometimes after circumcising, it's really common to get what we call penile adhesions. So a little bit of the skin can kind of reattach to the top. Um, Vaseline is absolutely fine. Um, Sometimes Mm. um, as kids get older, their bodies make more testosterone and you don't need to do that anymore or track nicely on its own. But if it gets too attached, I would see your doctor because sometimes uh, a steroid application will make a big difference and and, uh, make it retract much easier if Vaseline's not working. Gosh, peeners. Okay, here's this one. Uh, This is sort of hard to write about, but I'd like Dr. Jessica's input. My oldest son is seven almost eight years old in first grade. We have been able to go to school all year thanks to our amazing district teachers and everyone wearing masks all year, for which I'm extremely grateful because homeschool is not my jam. However, my son has been having behavioral issues, angry outbursts when things don't go his way, throwing things, refusing to participate. He was going to the principal's office slot until they realized he liked it. 
He hasn't ever hurt anybody, but I worry when he throws stuff, there might be collateral damage. It's not every day or every week, and he is getting better, I think. The school has been great with working with us, but lately he has been saying things when he gets upset that he hates his life, he wishes he didn't exist, and dark shit like that. It's heartbreaking, but at the same time, a part of me feels like he is doing it for a reaction. The school has suggested we talk to his pediatrician. I'm taking that as they think he needs meds, but I'm not comfortable putting my seven-year-old on meds because he has big emotions. I think he still needs to develop the skills to deal with his feelings and frustration, and I'm worried if he has started on some type of medication, he won't be able to. I feel like a shitty mom because of all this, but I'm trying my best. All right, Alex, what do we do? Okay, so first of all, I would not be afraid to talk to your pediatrician. A good pediatrician is not going to push you to take medications. Meds, no, yeah. no, yeah, right? Absolutely, and it's they might educate you, but it's ultimately your decision as the parent. Um, but I totally agree. Like when families come to me, I rarely end up putting a child on a medication. We more brainstorm strategies on how to deal with the emotions. Maybe think about seeing a therapist. Um, but when a seven-year-old, the child's seven, right? Yes, going on almost eight years old. When they say things about ending their life, that's almost always just a, a call for attention. They don't really mean it. It's mm-hmm. different. You know, if they were 17, that'd be a different statement to make, or 14. But a seven-year-old saying something like that, I really think is just a, a they probably get a reaction. And so if you get a reaction from your parent, you know, if you can't get kids just like attention, whether it's positive or negative, they just like attention. So if they make a comment like that and they get a reaction, they'll keep doing it. That's so true. That is so true. It's like, um, like, why do my kids the only like when they really ramp up? Mommy, 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 mommy is when I'm trying to make a phone call when I'm needing to ignore them. Yes. Forget it. Absolutely. Forget it. I know. No, when I'm on call at home and um, I have to return a phone call and I apologize to anybody that I've done this to, <laughs> that's when they, they, the volume goes up and the complaints and the, and the, yeah. yeah. That's how my kids are really, really needing my attention Yeah. when I'm just, on the phone. They yeah. want it. Yeah, they want it. God, so annoying. But I would definitely talk to your pediatrician or someone you're close with. And probably what I would do with that family, if we can't strategize um, ways to help the child, then I would recommend a good therapist. Yeah. Which can be really helpful. I think a, a therapist is a good idea. Yeah. You know, this year, <clears throat> I think everybody I know, everybody I know yes. has gone through some horrible trauma. Like we've Absolutely. all been traumatized by Everybody's this. been affected. Yeah. Yes. And, Kids, adults, everybody. So I've yeah. given a pass thank to- Thank God I've had a friend. I, thank God for <laughs> us. <clears throat> but I've been like, you know, so many of our friends are just- everybody's lost their damn marbles but i i'm like you know what this year everyone gets a pass 2020 and 2021 free pass just be an asshole that's a good way to (laughs) just be nice no i mean you know you can't judge it's not a regular occurrence so maybe this kid is reacting too to like oh yeah a wacky year absolutely going through kids have been isolated they're not seeing friends like they usually have and i think kids really they're more observant with parent stress than we realize yeah definitely so they feel it absolutely they feel it of course they feel (laughs) yeah i'm sorry i'm laughing because um tom and i we um tom's got a relative who's really 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 afraid of COVID, like neurotic neurotic and i think we all have one of those everyone has one everyone has in the family and we facetimed with him or a friend or yeah yeah yeah, they're all off the deep end and (laughs) he was wearing a mask 
in his own home on his couch with his two children on either side of him because he had traveled and (laughs) just like, (sighs) okay, well, what are you doing? Well, okay. There are the CDC guidelines to, um, go ahead to isolate for 10 days. If you're not vaccinated after travel, he's, he's, so maybe he's following the rules. Oh, he's he's vaccinated. vaccinated. They just changed that rule this week, (laughs) a few days ago. (laughs) So maybe he's a rule follower, which we have to respect. Sorry. So now if you are (laughs) vaccinated, you still have to quarantine. Not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think they changed it April 2nd. Look, we're all just trying to stay safe. I get that. Like everybody's just trying. It's just you. Yeah. I think we're all tired of it. I agree. There's definitely COVID fatigue. COVID? I'm, so, I have it. Oh, are you over I, it? I admit it. Yeah. yeah. Let's do something funny to get us out of this show now. Let's do it. Thank you for answering all those questions. I th- believe that covers a lot of them. We don't have any, yeah, because I didn't ask for voicemail. So no, thank good. you. Yeah, so things like that I'll try to put on once a week, try to put like a short video. Ask Dr. Jessica on Instagram at ask Short, Dr. under Jessica. five minutes, just explaining common questions that I get. What are, what are the other ones people can look at? You said um, allergies. Check it out. It's on, on the YouTube channel, her... Ask Dr. Jessica. Oh, There's... and YouTube, Ask Dr. Jessica. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Great. This is so helpful because, you know, you hear this stuff every day. Do we see grandparents during COVID? Um, nasal allergies, child stuttering, how to prevent choking in children, you know, seeing grandparents, all this stuff, teething, all this stuff. This is fantastic. What sunscreen is best for your kids? Are heavy metals in the baby food? I mean, you get asked all this stuff. Multiple, so email oh. me questions and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll do it. Yeah. Yes, email her. By the How way, whose know? idea was this? Who gets the credit for it? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. But I wanted to, oh, what did I bring? Oh, 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 you asked yeah. if multivitamins are necessary for children. I mean, you had a video and what, yes. tell me, tell, this is, this was interesting because every time I'm convinced that my kids are like yes. not getting enough yes. nutrients and I'm depriving them because I'm feeding them. What, yes. before we answer, what's the email people can email you at, Jess? Uh, <laughs> I forget. I think it's. It's on, it on my YouTube. Instagram? It's on my YouTube. Okay, so it's yeah. listed there, you yeah. guys. She'll, she'll, can you check it solo and report back? Do you see it there? I am not a robot. Here we go. Ask Dr. Jessica MD at gmail.com. Ask Dr. Jessica MD at gmail.com. That's for her YouTube page. You can ask her questions there. And can people contact you on your Instagram? Can they slide into your DMs, as the kids say? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what that is. I didn't know for the longest time. And then um, what the, one of the boys was like, um, you know, you have like so many DMs. Like the first time ago, I heard like, the letters what? DM was Tom. He said something about a DM and I said, what, what is a DM? <laughs> so, uh, okay. I'm so old, right? We talked about, um, yes. what were we just talking about? Oh, multivitamins? Yes. Yes. I thought this was fascinating. So really? should you give your kid a multivitamin? You're worried that there may be pastitarians. Yeah. So, okay. All the parents. So most two-year-olds I meet and I ask them, how's your child doing? What are your concerns? Most of the time, a parent of a two-year-old will say they're a picky eater and and I'm worried they're a picky eater. And so um, I think parents feel more comfortable about their pickiness because they're giving them, when they give them a daily multivitamin. Um, But what's interesting about multi, and we're all used to it. Like when I was a kid, I took a Flintstones. What'd you take? Flintstones all All the way. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone took a multivitamin. We're so used to it. But what's really interesting about vitamins is that for most kids um, that aren't, you know, nutritionally lacking because they're vegan or anemic or for some reason, um, most kids get the nutrients they need from the diet that they have. And that I think when you give them a multivitamin, it gives parents sort of a, 
um, excuse not to try harder getting them to eat better foods. So for example, they'll say, oh, my kid, you know, has mac and cheese, but at least, um, I know you like mac and cheese. That's why I thought. Um, or like my, my kid gets McDonald's, but at least they get their multivitamin. Oh, and I it's think not, it's not the same. It's not the same. And so I'm a, I'm a believer that it's much better to get, you know, vitamin A from the actual vegetables and the actual uh, nutrient rich foods, because there's other things that come in foods that are helpful, not just vitamins, there's micronutrients, there's fiber, it makes kids feel fuller um, from good foods rather than relying on a vitamin. Well, that's the tricky part is how do you get the two-year-old it's it like is tricky. trial and error. You have to find... It is tricky. Yeah, so what? how do you get them to eat healthier? So, so I really believe that if kids are hungry enough, they yeah. will eat what you put out. <laughs> yeah. They will eat what you put out. And if you role model as parents, you know, there's things you can... If, if you buy it in the house and you keep plentiful, good, healthy foods, eventually they're going to eat. Eventually. So, absolutely. Kids don't starve in America. No. I've never had a starving kid. Not, I've had lots yet. of overweight kids. Lots of <laughs> overweight kids, but I've never had a kid... Yeah. Yeah. Never. So. Yeah. With Julian, cause he's on the, that two year old thing where like he'll love eating something great yes. chicken. And then one day it's like no chicken. That's what they do. Done. Yeah. Some days they're great eaters. You think you're the yeah. best parent. I, I feel like I'm the best parent in the world when my kids are eating vegetables. Yeah. And then the next day they're not as into it. And, and that's just what kids do. And yeah. I think that, um, I'm a big believer in what we call evidence-based medicine. What do the studies show? And there's never been a study showing that multivitamins do anything for kids. Wow. So, so any outcome you can think of, like, will my kid be, have a better IQ or wow. my kid be, I don't know. What, like, what, why do you give your kid multivitamins? I, I mean, Less just cold? to cover your bases. No, just yeah. to be like, I just tap that base. I mean, yeah. I it's a piece of candy for them it's just like a fake reward really it's really just i think why kids like them is their candy yeah it's their like gummies. gummy it's yeah. bullshit it's yeah. just a thing we do to get them to brush their teeth in yeah. the morning i don't rely on them yeah another thing i saw on um, instagram um this woman tries to get her children to eat healthy and like she said that sometimes fruits offer the same vitamins like for, for instance blueberries yes as opposed to whatever you're trying to get like kale they're not gonna eat kale but they'll eat a blueberry they won't they might eat an apple it's they great might eat a banana some variety some variety of carrot and then um you know we try to do like ants on a log and they it's sometimes great. they see through that shit sometimes they don't you just try your best try your best yeah. and then um oh what i what we've been doing is oh 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 so ants what i do too I like those yeah. i used to like those yeah. yeah what i do is um i just put it on the plate Yes. I just put the vegetables on their plate. Yep. So even if they're not going to eat it, they see that that's where that goes. Right. That's what normal people do. That's right. When you grow up, this should be on your plate. That's so right. And if it, you don't eat it, it's fucking there, man. They're used to it. They know it's part of, um, part of the daily diet. I think that, um, it's much easier to, to change habits or to form, it's much easier to form good habits from a young age than to try to change it when they're older. Mm. Because adults get, you know, if you're used to having um, Carl's Jr. all the time, when you get older, you're still gonna crave that Carl's Jr. It's oh, yeah. much harder to break those habits. So if you start kids young, um, really trying to get those nutrient rich foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, you'll serve them much better when they're older. Yeah, you do them a favor. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because I didn't know that I had a crappy diet until I was pregnant with Ellis. <laughs> because my as that caller, that follow-up voicemail was like, oh my God, you know, Stouffer's pizza. Like I grew up eating French bread pizza and frozen. I grew up eating Salisbury steak. I grew up with Carl's Jr. My dad would take me, me there too. like every day. After I love school. Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. Right, like um, Cupid's hot dogs, yeah. like 
all this crap was yeah. my dinner. My dinner is when I lived with, you know, single dad. So when I was pregnant with Ellis, I would eat Carl's Jr. in and out, all, all that stuff. And I gained so much weight and I was like, gosh, I don't, I don't know that I really know how to eat properly. I'm not sure I know what good nutrition is. And like, and so when you, when you're feeding your kids is when you learn like, oh, this is right. You want to model for them in a good way. Wow. I think yeah. it also shows you though, how resilient humans are. Like you don't have yeah. to be perfect. No, you don't have to eat perfectly. You just want to try, no. try your best. No, because you know? then there are, you do see those moms on Instagram. They're like, "Well, I fed him a quinoa <laughs> kale moms. salad with goat cheese," and you're like, "Really? Did they love it? Did they just devour their <laughs> quinoa pizza? You dumb dumb!" Like, it's okay every now and then. Do you follow those moms? I just I don't even love I, it. I don't even. Uh, yeah, I I just you know you try your best. Like we get our kids we'll go to the farmer's market or before COVID and they'll, they'll sample things and they'll try things off our plate and, and just little by little. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. And like, um, but I don't sleep. know why I feel so good when my kids eat vegetables. I do too. I think it's odd. It's such a victory. <laughs> like, is it? Is you that normal? I don't I know if it's normal. It. I started doing, so I've always made vegetable soups in my house for dinner. I love veggie soup. And I, the poop and soup. The poop soup. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> and now Juju's into my, he's been eating my poop soup for like six, eight months now. And I love it because mm -hmm. he thinks it's a huge treat because he's eating great. out of mommy's bowl. And he likes the tomato. So I put a lot of tomatoes in it. And that's a nice way to trick them. Also, I found a great way to trick them is because they just want to eat what's on your plate. Okay. Yep. That's true. So they you, model after. That's why your role modeling is huge. Yeah. So yeah. you just put what you want them to eat on your plate. And yes. eventually, oh, I want to try that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, if you, um, you know, one of the biggest risk factors for kids being obese is having obese parents. Oh, well. I... So it makes a big difference. Like you as parents, role modeling good dietary behaviors it's a is big difference. Most yeah. important. More than the, yeah, the multivitamin is just, you know, every year I get a call about a kid having 20 of them and parents yeah. worried. So what happens with that? Is that, <laughs> can you OD on Flintstones? Yeah. yeah they, they, Your body will get rid of the additional, right? Yeah. Nutrients? It'll pee the extra. A, uh, yeah. A, B, and no, B and C will, they'll pee out the extra. Damn. Yeah. A, D, E, and K, they don't. They can get so too what, much. What'll happen to them? No. Liver failure? Call poison control. Make sure it's okay. 1-800-222-1222. Goodness gracious. <laughs> but on, uh, they're almost always they're fine if they over... Every time I've had a kid overdose on uh, gummy multivitamins, they're fine. Yeah. I remember one time there was like... I thought they were candy when I was a kid and my dad was at work and I just ate like the whole thing of Flintstone vitamins. Nothing happened. And they taste like shit. They were like salty and not yeah, sweet. Yeah, Flintstones are chalky. Gross. <laughs> I still, what flavor did you like? Purples, the purple? jam and pink, obviously. Pink and pink. I like pink and orange. Yeah. Pink and orange. So good. Yeah. Such good times. Yeah. Um, anything else? Have we, have we covered it all? Is there any other thing you can think of that you get asked constantly that we haven't gone through? What do you get every day? Every day. My kids got fever, diarrhea. Oh, all that stuff. Yeah. Fever, diarrhea, COVID, oh. anxiety. And kids have kids are anxious now, yeah? You said there, oh, yeah. there's an uptick in oh, yeah. depression. Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. Who the heck isn't? So yeah. what do you do if your kid's anxious? What do I do if they're anxious? What do you oh, do? My goodness. I try to listen. You listen. Give them a... I think it's... I think kids go... Um, I think a lot of kids just want to be listened to. You don't always have to solve the problem, but if you just give them... Um, some undivided attention for a little bit of time. It makes a big difference. Mm. Just hear their concerns. They feel better. That is such a big diff, isn't it? I think so. I mean, I, that's my strategy because 
Uh, my husband and I both work a lot. And so we're not always, you know, we're not home with the kids all day, but I really make an effort when I come home, I try to give them, if they have an issue, I try to really put everything away and listen. And I do feel like it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you're a rising star pediatrician <laughs> three years in a row, bitch. I'm going to miss you. Oh man. Well, you're going to come visit me in Austin, I'll right? Come visit you. Yeah. Dr. Hockman, everybody, Oak Park pediatrics ask dr jessica on instagram ask dr jessica on youtube you can watch her videos you can email her and then um yeah you can leave me voicemail 213-375-5184 where my mom's at at gmail.com come see her do stand up come see me do stand up in these cities oh my god i know wild life is coming back i'm really happy that life has resumed it's it's been a wild year i'm very optimistic so am i yeah the vaccine's working yeah yeah. I'm excited, dude. Yeah. All right. Um, I love you. Thank you love again. You. Thank you. Dude, Thanks for having me. Always, dude. Anytime. It's really fun. Come back anytime. You're tan and lovely. <laughs> it's like it's like you went on vacation, bitch. Okay. Until next time, stay cool, moms. Bye. Where my moms, where my moms, where my moms at? Where my moms at?